The comments heard on The View from a Pew are those of Mac McCoy and are not necessarily the opinions of his guests, his producer Garth, any one particular denomination or religion, the church lady, Mr. Lemke, Pastor Craig, or anyone else of sound mind and body. Now here is today's The View from a Pew, heard all around the world on YouTube. Just search for The View from a Pew. Good afternoon. It's Friday here on your local radio station, and we thank you for listening to The View from a Pew, a show done every day of the week. My co-host, of course, Pastor Delmar Austin, and this week we thought we'd get into the the tough stuff. What does the Bible say about Palestinian and, and Jewish conflict, and who really has the right to that land? There is an answer in the Bible it's not always the most popular political answer, but it's the one that we need to pay attention to, and we're kind of getting to that uh, getting to that solution here. Well, we want to look back at uh, what we talked about yesterday. We talked about a prophecy in Daniel chapter nine, kind of a complicated prophecy. There are, there are several elements to it that it's trying to uh, uh, explain to us. Gabriel is trying to uh, explain to Daniel. Uh, just to summarize what was being said, it starts out saying 70 weeks are determined uh, for your people. And the 70 weeks were a time period that were given for to Israel, to the Jewish people. And really God was saying, do you want to be part of my covenant? Do you want to, can, here's another opportunity. Do you want to be part of the covenant? And for them to be part of the covenant, they had to believe. They had to have faith. And the way that that was presented to them was when the Messiah came, when Jesus came. Did they believe in him? Did they have faith in him? And for the most part, Israel did fail. They turned away instead of receiving the Messiah. What what happened because of the rejection of being a part of the covenant? Then the blessings of the covenant are not there, and it led to their defeat by the Romans and their final demise, at least in the land of Israel. And they were scattered, and they were scattered in in uh, many places away from the land of Israel. And that's why for for uh, centuries. Um, there were very few Jews, uh, if any, uh, uh, any Jews that lived there in the land uh, that we refer to as Palestine or, or Israel. Now, uh, does it mean, <laughs> knowing these things, does it mean that there should not be an Israeli state, that the Israelis should not be there? I think when you drop out the idea that it's somehow a biblical right that's been given, then you can look at it a little bit more logically. And I think there are, uh, there's a good argument at least to be made that it should be a Jewish homeland uh, because of the whole history of what has happened. If, if you look back and see how God led Abraham and how he intended uh, for uh, his family to be in that area, I think, and, and, and the number of years that uh, God worked with his people, I think you can make a historical argument that there is some reason uh, for uh, the Jews to have a homeland in that area. And all they really need to do is accept Jesus as their Savior. And they don't have a Savior right now, so they're certainly not betraying anyone. 
They're just doing what the Bible's told them to do. And that was, this is God's covenant. If you remain his people, you'll keep his land. There, there are many things that we can learn from Judaism, uh, from, from what God was doing with Judaism before Jesus came into this world. We, we can understand better what God's big plan is if we understand what was, what was happening in Old Testament time. As far as, you know, political situations, I, I don't know if the answer is, is to have one uh, nation that's called Israel or to have two states within that, that land of Palestine. You know, most of the politicians that are, are working over this, they say there have to be two different uh, uh, political states. There has to be the uh, Palestinian state. There has to be the Israeli state. Um, I'm not so sure that anything is ever going to get out worked out real well that way. But I do do believe that revenge is not the answer either. We're, we live in a very broken world, and if you want to live in terms of getting revenge on what's happened in the past, then you're going to be fighting forever. And unfortunately, that has been the case in the Middle East for way too long, is it's just been revenge back and forth. So and, what, what's the answer then? Well, I, I think an answer, it's not a political answer, it's a spiritual answer. And it has to take place in the hearts of people as they respond to what God wants in this world. God doesn't want to just establish different kingdoms and different nations. God wants people who are his followers and who will live by his values. And if, if we did that, the world would be a much better place. Uh, go back to Zechariah. Zechariah in, in the Old Testament, one of those prophecies that uh, dealt with um, uh, the restoration of Israel. And you read through some of these uh, texts that describe what would happen as Israel's going to be restored again. Remember, this is... This is uh, during the time of captivity, before they come back to the land uh, from Babylon, here's what God says to them through Zechariah. I am zealous for Zion with great zeal, with great fervor. I am zealous for her. Thus says the Lord, I will return to Zion and dwell in the midst of Jerusalem. Jerusalem shall be called the city of truth, the mountain of the Lord of hosts, the holy mountain. Thus says the Lord of hosts, old men and old women shall again sit in the streets of Jerusalem, each one with his staff in his hand. Because of great age, the streets of the city shall be full of boys and girls playing in the streets. What is, what is God describing here? He's talking about prosperity again for the, the land of Israel. He is talking about a society where people can grow old, where they're, where they're not fearful of bombs destroying them, where they're not fearful of terrorists who, who come after them and, and do outrageous things. He is talking about a peaceful land. He is talking about a, a great land that he is saying should be. This is God's vision. This is God's ideal for what should happen, not just around Jerusalem, but in the world. There should be, throughout the world, there should be that kind of uh, peace again taking place. Zechariah is not just a vision of 
Israel coming back again. It is of full restoration because when we started to be broken was not when, when Jerusalem was destroyed the first time. When we became broken the first time was back in Eden. When we did not listen to God, when we turned against God and, and refused to follow his ways, that's when brokenness came into this world. And a long time before there was an Israel and a long time before there were Palestinians, there was turmoil. There was hatred of one person against another. God never intended for that to happen. Absolutely. God wanted to bring people together, and he wants to restore this earth, not just Jerusalem, but he wants to restore everything. In fact, when God restores the world again, in, in reference to what he says in Revelation chapter 21 and 22, he's going to bring a, a new city to this world, and guess what the name of it is? Jerusalem. The new Jerusalem, exactly. Yeah. And it is going to be a peaceful place where we will, we will not grow old, we'll never grow old, we'll continue to live forever and ever with God. That's what the vision is. That, and, and these texts were not intended to just establish Israel once again, but for God's will to be carried out in this world. And I think as Christians today, we should, we should be a leading force, we should be a driving force in trying to help in places in this world where there was just hatred and there was bloodshed and uh, terrorism, all these things going on. Sometimes we have to be strong and, and are upholding these places, but we have a responsibility to be involved and to try to bring about peace in a world where there is very little peace. Do you still think that the United States should be on Israel's side? I, I think we should be supportive of Israel when they have been wronged. I think we should be supportive of any group in this world when they are wronged. Uh, there, are, there are certain things that, that are just inhumane. And as Christians, we, we must deal with compassion. Uh, I, don't, I don't know the political way that all of these things can be solved, but Christians have a responsibility to be peacemakers in this world and try to point people toward the one answer of knowing God and following the ways of God. And, and just one, one last biblical illustration here. John chapter 4, you mentioned it last time. It's the story of the Samaritan woman, right? Yep. Yep. And nobody, none of the disciples can understand why Jesus is talking to a Samaritan woman. Well, guess what? Where does that story take place? At Jacob's well. At Jacob's well. And where is Jacob's well? Guess what? It's on the West Bank. It's among the area of the Palestinians today. Jesus, Jesus did not neglect the Samaritan woman. He wanted her salvation. Jesus wants the salvation of the Palestinian people today. He wants the salvation of the Jewish people today. Jesus wants our salvation. Jesus cares for this whole world. He doesn't have favorites. He loves us all. He used Israel, praise God, 
during a time in history, but he wants to recreate this world someday and make it a much, much better place. That's my guest host, Pastor Delmar Austin, as we answer the question this week, what does the Bible say about the Israel-Palestinian conflict, war right now? And uh, what the Bible says is that God gave Abraham a covenant, and that would give the Israelites the right to the land, but they broke the covenant. The Israelites broke the covenant when they didn't accept Jesus as their Savior. So it's kind of up in the air. What would really be nice if there was just peace on earth. But unfortunately, we're probably not going to ever get peace on earth until Jesus returns. I want to thank you for joining us this week and uh, have yourself a wonderful weekend. We'll see you Monday here on The View from a Pew, brought to you by Divine Truth Christian Stores. DivineTruthChristian.com. Check them out. Look up what you need and get it for somebody you love for Christmas. I'm Mac McCoy. We'll see you next week. Divine Truth Christian.